welcome back to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. Uh, we are a TMNT podcast. We talk about Ninja Turtles. Uh, I'm your host, Sergio. Uh, with me is your other host. And what it, and what would your name be, sir? That would be Jeff. Uh, well, put some gusto behind that, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me do it again. My name's Jeff. <sighs> You only get credit for it because that's a fantastic movie. It is a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, Jeff, uh, welcome to Shellheads. Um, Thank you. How how has your two weeks been? Been pretty good. Been pretty good. How about yours? Uh, it's been very busy. Uh, I, I took my kids to the the Mississippi State Fair today. Oh, okay. Yeah, they um uh, they they got to to wear armbands and ride a bunch of cheap carny rides. Did they spend lots of money on carny games and junk food? And uh, no, actually, like um, they just wanted the rides. Also, I have a very strict we don't play carny games huh. policy uh, because all of them are rigged and I, I don't allow my kids to just throw money in the trash like that. Hey, like when I was there one year, I won like seven knives. So <laughs> Why would my kids need seven knives? Why, Why would not? my kid need a goldfish in a bag? Like, even if so they, they win. They be excited and then immediately disappointed when, you know, the fish dies. Exactly. Like, n- nothing good comes from playing those games, so they just don't get to. Well, what about the junk food? No no taffy? No cinnamon? Uh, no, no, no. They, like, we were kind of on a, on a strict schedule, and we had a lot of kids with us, so... It was get there, ride rides, go home. So, a lot of kids. You had more than three children now. No, I had other people's children with us. They, 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 they uh, wanted to. Take... Yes, yes. It, it sounds crazy, right? The, the the thing about kids is, like, if you have the right ones in the right group, they're absolutely wonderful because they like... entertain themselves. Yeah, it's, like, it's weird. It's like this, this, this just meme comes to mind. It's like three kids, no money. No kids, three money. Oh, hey now. <laughs> this was one, two. Th- this was five kids, no money. So there you go. Wow. I'm I'm a little disappointed. It's just like, hey, kids, load up on junk food and then go on rides and get sick. Nah, no, my kids wouldn't gotten wouldn't have gotten sick. It would have been fine. Also, uh, no, I'm not going to spend seventy five dollars so they can eat all have fu- three like one third of a funnel cake because inevitably they don't eat the whole thing. Man, the kids. Yeah. Eat the whole funnel cake, son, and cinnamon roll. <laughs> cinnamon Let's move on. Let's move on. We I could talk about this evening. For the rest of the evening, but let's let's move on to uh, what's our first segment. It's time to see what's in our boxes. Ah, oh, you, you didn't bury the lead. You actually have something in your box this time. I do. I'm going to let you go I first. You never get to go first in this segment. I don't. Uh, well, after, you know, I think we we I believe we mentioned this last uh, episode. Uh, my loot crate showed up uh and my box was a little dinged but the contents on the inside were okay Uh, okay only one that i got 
Um, the one with the dark turtle. Right, right. The, 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 the one that was based on the animated series. Right. Uh, and it came with the pizza monster oven mitts. Came with the ninja pizza, home of the nice slice apron. The party wagon license plate, which was bent, so I had to kind of bend it back. And then a cartoon triceraton uh, lapel pin. Or enamel pin, if you or whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, I've been told it's a mylar pin. Uh, I don't know what they're called. But yeah, 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 yeah. Call it whatever you want. Uh, yes, I also got that in my box, and and you know some of the loot crates have been kind of lacking. This one, they kind of hit a home run on. Yeah, I kind of legit love those oven mitts. Yeah, those those oven mitts are, are pretty legit. Uh, and and as soon as I get a new car, I'm putting the Turtle Power license plate on the front of it. Uh, because that thing is that thing's cool. Uh, I of course ordered two of them. One of them came in perfectly fine. The other one came in busted, busted real bad. Uh, and of course I ordered all four of the boxes, so I got both the Dark Turtle and I got Scrag. So I've reached out to Loot Crate to see if they can do something about my incredibly damaged uh, Loot Crate box, uh, like. Of course, the oven mitts are fine. The, the apron is fine. The mylar pin is fine. But the scrag box is is damaged, but not nearly as damaged as the uh, Donatello as the dark turtle fig. That one was crushed so bad that he was decapitated during shipping. Holy shell. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm sure if I open the box and put his head back on, it's I'm sure he's fine. But when you buy something new, you expect it to arrive new, you know? Yeah. That That's that, that, that's just what it comes down to. And I, I'm sure they're going to reply to me and say, uh, sorry, sir, we don't have any more of those. Here's a T-shirt or something. Uh, so we'll see. Whatever. <laughs> Do what? Or if they get back to you at all, period. I'm sure they will. Like every time I've messaged them in the past, they've they have messaged me back. It's just never been with you know what I want to hear. Uh, but the good news is is now I have two sets of oven mitts. One I can keep in package, and one I can actually use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm glad I ordered two because had I only received the damaged ones, I would be hot. Like so hot, you would need oven mitts to deal with me. Mint condition ones. <laughs> of course, mint condition ones. Um, that's I actually got some other stuff in my box. Um, it, was that it for you? Uh, yes. Um, I have something else coming, but it hasn't shipped yet. Ooh. Well, this is like what a lot of people have. Already. Oh, okay, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because I got my shipment confirmation today as well, or the other day as well. Uh, I actually have like two or three more things coming in. Uh, they just didn't quite make it uh, by the time you know we're recording tonight. Uh, what I do have is uh, I got two more of the Universal Monsters figures. I was able to track down a Mikey and an April. 
So that means I have the four that have hit stores, and that's uh, Leo, Raphael, Mikey, and April. Uh, before we move on to news, I, I do want to uh, talk about the auto T thing. So we talked last time about NECA partnering with who is it, Walmart, to create this this new digital platform for buying stuff and then storing it in like a digital locker and getting a, a figure shipped to you. And it, it, it seemed real weird. Well, they launched it on a, like a 10-3, and I was able to order all three of the Turtles figures that they had available at the time, uh, which were uh, a black and white Shredder, a black and white Foot Soldier, and a blue Renette, which we didn't know that last time we recorded all we had seen was the black and white shredder. Yeah. So, so and even people on Instagram were like, you called it. It's like, yes, we called it that blue Renette would be some sort of exclusive figure. So I'm going to say that here. That sucks. It sucks that blue Renette is an exclusive, but it is cool that she exists. Yeah. It sucks even worse because I didn't get to pre-order any of those. And it's what's wild is when you buy them from the Auto T website, you're not actually buying them from Auto T. Like you click on, hey, purchase this via Walmart, and then it throws you over the Walmart website. You then make your purchase there. Within four or five hours, they sent me an email with a code that said, hey, here's your fulfillment. Here is the, you know, here's what you bought. And you then take that code to the Auto T Vault website, enter the code, and then it tells you what you bought, as if you didn't already know. I put in all three of my codes because I bought three figures, and it's like, hey, you bought the Shredder, the Foot Soldier, and Renette. What do you want to do with this? Do you want to store it in your digital locker, or do you want us to mail it to you? And of course, send it to me. What are you? Are you crazy? Yeah. That's- yeah, they'll store it for up to two years if you choose to do that. That's crazy, but convenient if you can't, you know, pay for it right away, I suppose. No, because you have to pay for it to put it into your locker. Oh, yeah, it's really dumb. It's real dumb. We're not going to uh, send it to you for two years if you don't want to. I'm like, no, I want my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the only the only kind of kind of cool thing about this is like the the variants, not necessarily the variants, but all three of these figures, like every like one in ten of these figures is a signature edition that comes with a Kevin Eastman signature. Apparently, and we've confirmed this through our buddy Russ, that the Auto T website, when you put in your code that you get tells you if you got a signature variant based on the code that you put in. So none of mine are labeled as, hey, you got a signature variant. But one of Russ's was, which is really cool. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, so so I, like that's really the only cool part of this is you get to know up front, and it's not a thing where someone can – can dive into the boxes at the Walmart warehouse and be like, ha ha, I'm stealing all the signature variants. It's like, no, no, like you, 
it's been confirmed that you bought a signature variant and enjoy it when it comes in. Now I did tell them to send me all three of mine. I have not gotten a shipment confirmation or even a, Hey, we're going to get, I, I think they said they'll get them there by the 23rd. I, and I don't know if they're all coming in the same package. You didn't have to pay shipping after it. Like it's, it's a really convoluted process. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how I receive these things. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and I hate that you didn't get one. Well, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll pop up in stores. Likely. Hopefully they're supposed to. Yeah. So, and I'll, I'll be sure to, uh, keep everybody posted. Uh, get one, of course, out for me. And that doesn't work. Then, uh, some awesome shellheads fan, maybe be on the lookout like, uh, have before which i have much appreciated cool 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 well jeff that d- does it for what's in our boxes um yes. what's what do we do next i always forget really do you no i'm just i'm, I'm pitching this segment to you so that does that's a question this, yeah the sarcasm what's, 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 how can you forget that it's time for that news Oh, the news that it's 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 like things that have happened that are new. Hence the name news. Don't quit your day job. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We we do have a a nice it's not a huge chunk of news, but we have some news. Uh, What do you want to talk about first, Jeff? Well, Sergio, uh, I think let's dive into some action figure news. Ooh, the stuff from New York Comic Con. Yeah. What you got for us? Uh, well, uh, if you guys remember that uh, NECA has started doing um, big fig uh, 80s Ninja Turtles figures. Uh, we have Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, and of course, last but not least is michelangelo yeah yeah and these things like all the big figs look wonderful they look really really good yeah uh and 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 they have the same like uh adjustable mouth that the 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 later turtles fig like the smaller ones have yeah so like there's so many different options for like posability and and facial expressions you're gonna love him, Jeff. Oh yeah, and that's you know that's you know I'm not going and collecting all of them. I know you just have Raphael, which is perfectly fine. But if there's or those of you out there that want to collect all of them, um, I have all of the Big Fig '90s Turtles figures. Uh, those are beefy babies. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I have, have the, I have those too. You have all four of them, the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also have Bebop uh, and Rocksteady. They made big ones of those too. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing those. They're 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 huge. <laughs> huh. Um. Well, I was, I was purely speaking of the movie stuff. I was like, wait, what? Um. So yeah, Mikey will be the only one that I uh, I plan on. Wait, what are you talking about? The '80s Turtles big figs. The, like the ones made by Playmates? No. No, these are big figs from NECA. 
Which ones do you have? I have the the movie. Oh, from 1990s. Yeah, sorry, should have been more specific. Oh, okay. Well, I have like the the old like I have the Raphael from that that run as well. Um, but I have the old Playmates big figs. Oh, okay. From from the actual 80s. <laughs> and that that's the set that I have Bebop and Rocksteady on. Okay, that's why you were so confused because Yeah. I was confused. No more confusion. We're good. Um, uh, that wasn't the only stuff that came out of New York Comic Con, though. No, it wasn't. Um, you've got the next Universal Monster figure. Mm-hmm. And that would be Phantom of the Opera, Casey Jones. And what an obvious choice. <laughs> yes, it's it's kind of perfect. Yeah. Uh, it, it might be the most perfect of all of them so far. Except April is kind of perfect, too, but... It's, these are so fun. Like I, I, I'm glad I have the four that I have, and I really look forward to picking up the ones that I don't have. Uh, and as we said earlier, Shredder better be Dracula. Yes. If he's not, I'm going to be very disappointed. Like the, what else could he be? He's not creature from the black Shredder. No. Like what? What? Wolfman? Maybe? I don't. I don't know. I don't see that. I see him being more. He's, he's got to be Dracula. It's just. It just fits so much better. Yeah. Dracula isn't owned by anyone else, is it? No. That's all Universal. Okay. Well, then I mean, there are other Dracula, you know, things in out there. Yeah, I think Dracula as a concept is something you can't really copyright. But Dracula is a story you can, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same thing as like, you know, oh, Disney made uh, an Aladdin movie and Snow White and Mermaid and blah, 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 blah. And those stories have existed for you know, decades. No, centuries, centuries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, OK. All right. All right. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure they'll make that announcement at the next big toy whatever. Um, there were also some other smaller announcements that weren't really announcements. They were just figures that were on display at their, uh, at their booth. One of them was a big, I, I guess, double mutated punk frog. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if we've watched this episode yet or not. I don't recall watching that episode. I don't think he's a build a fig. He's got to be just like a giant one. I don't think NECA does build a figs. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Um, what else was? Oh, there was also a like a looks like it's going to be a four pack that is all like gang members from the television show. Yeah. At least it looks like it's going to be a four pack. I, d- I don't see them justifying two two packs for these characters that I don't even know if they even have names. Right. Um, I'm trying to find a good link to it so I can say, oh, here it is. Oh, OK, there we go. Um, yeah, yeah. And like all, I, I recognize all four of the the, the, the punks, but 
I couldn't tell you what episode they're in. I couldn't tell you what. I couldn't give you any details on them. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, looking at this, um, Eric Barnett on Twitter looks like he did the sculpting for these punks. And the hashtags he used in his in his tweet thanking NECA for letting him sculpt them are Scrag, which is this, the figure they're standing next to. Do, uh, Dumbo, Dopey, Grunt. Jersey Red. Oh, yeah, Jersey Red. That's kind of a given. Yeah, so I guess that might be their names. Dumbo, Dopey, Grunt, and Jersey Red. I guarantee you they release those to Target. They're going to sit on shelves for a while. <laughs> Probably. It's fine. Like It's it's exciting that they're going this deep into the, you know, the second secondary and tertiary characters. It's just real weird that those are ones that, that they chose. I mean, you know, it's yeah. got to happen. Um, was there anything else from New York Comic Con? Yeah, um, there was uh, Space Usagi was on the shelf. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's a that's a cool that's a real cool addition. But I did not realize Space Usagi was in that show. He was not. He was and not in was like the canceled pilot that they were supposed to be making, but it never went anywhere. So technically, Space Usagi is not a Turtles character. Technically, but technically he also is. I mean, if you look at the pilot, because it was done by the same company and it had, you know, the same group of voice actors that worked on the show. That's so. Uh, wow. OK, that would have been a great show, too. Now, I know th- there was a there was a Playmates Space Usagi. Was there? I thought there was only just the one Usagi. No, there was a, there was a space space one. Oh, wow. Yeah. He. Well, that's cool. It, it's 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 odd that uh he was never in the cartoon, yet yeah. they're making a figure of him. That's yeah, uh, that's a that's a get for me. Yeah, it's 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 real weird. It's it's almost as weird as the hidden figure from Comic-Con earlier this year that was a. uh last Ronin in the style of the original cartoon show. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of the other ones we knew were coming. Yeah. But space Usagi, man in, in, in other news, my, my slash is shipping very soon. Oh, nice. The Archie. Yes. Oh, very good. Uh, what's next on our news plate? Uh, well, We've got some some semi news um, via Nick Alive website. Um, according to Paramount Spain, uh, there is a new Ninja Turtles animated series in the works that's slated for a premiere in 2024. Um, so supposed to be um produced for both tv and streaming um and it says that mutant mayhem the new upcoming movie will serve as a starting off point for the new series and there's not really any other details beyond that so it's either going to 
spill over from that be something different i mean who knows but it sounds like it might be just like a continuation of what they're doing in the film which would be smart uh, i don't know if that would be smart um it uh it, and it may be just a thing where like it's not a direct continuation but the character models and everything are inspired by that movie yeah you know uh, because if they're going to make it a TV show, they're going to have to scale down the the production of it. it they, they can't make a a a, a, a movie sized episode every week. Yeah, you know they they just can't. But I I think all of this was just assumed that of course there's another TV show in uh in you know in the works. Uh, I do want to note that this news we can we're reading it on nickalive.com but they pulled it from inter inter Empress. It's, it's some spanish website that is actually in spanish and apparently it that the article on inter Impresses is was like a sponsored article from paramount spain so it's Kind of legit, much more legit than, say, Nickelive.com or Nickelive.net. Yeah. Um, 2024 is seems like a very long time away. It does. Um, but it is saying that it's being produced for both linear TV and streaming services. So it'll likely air on Nickelodeon and then immediately be streamable on, say, Paramount Plus. Yeah. It's probably a safe bet. Yeah. Smart move. Just smart move across the board. Uh, what else you got? Um, well, I think we talked about the Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3 game uh, that'll have the Turtles mm-hmm. uh, back. April and Neil will be joining the race um, more than likely. Um, of course, the Turtle Van is selectable. You can mod it out and everything. Um, but they've got a Turbo Edition uh, DLC, uh, which includes uh, an Eastman and Layered version of Raphael. So he's black and white with the red bandana. Um, and I think it's just Raphael. It would be cool if it was all of them. Um, but, and this is the weirdest thing. They, they've got, Shredder's not playable, at least as far as that I can tell, but it says that he's a Turtles crew member. I'm like, how is he not foiling them? Not helping them. I guess it's the same as Bowser. I'm like, oh, you're here to race with us, but not kidnapping Princess Peach, you know, this time. (laughs) Well, I I guess he could be a crew member for one of the other racers. Yeah. So, like, you know, what's his name from Avatar? Fire Nation. Yeah. It's like it's like oh Tommy from Rugrats is getting assistance from Shredder. That's so weird. <laughs> it looks I, pretty good. It looks better than the two previous games. It looks like they kind of beefed it up a bit. Uh, I hope it's good. I played the first one and it there is nothing remarkable about it. Uh, yeah. the, the the turtles were adorable, but that's about it. And I believe that all of the characters will be have uh have. Be voice acted, 
So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, it'll oh. be the 80s actors or because it's they're based off the 80s turtles. So. So, so he, do you so do you want to hear my complaint now or when the game comes out? Um, I don't know. I think let's just wait. No, okay, it's it's in the chamber. It's coming out. Um, okay, go ahead. So, okay, so if you're going to release DLC that is one black and white turtle, don't put a letter on his belt. Yeah, for a couple of reasons. Easily. Yeah. One, the black and white turtles did not have initials on their belt. That that's canon. So you've already messed up. Two, if you don't put a a letter, that turtle can be any of the four. Exactly. I will give you that. So you done screwed up, Nickelodeon. Uh, now I understand that they probably just did a palette swap. Yeah. Which. Okay, which co- brings me to my second complaint. If it's only a palette swap, then that means it was easy, and they could have done all four of them. Yes. So you're kind of screwing this up on every sing- from every single angle. But again, I'm sure it's a fine game. I'm sure kids are going to love it, and they're going to be like, why is the turtle black and white? And then their dad is going to be like, let me, let me let, let you listen to this podcast that will explain all of it. Yeah. <laughs> grab him by the neck and it's like we're gonna sit down and we're gonna listen to jeff and sergio <laughs> rapping about tmnt yeah oh yeah yeah uh and when does that come out like this this week or next week or it should be out on i believe october 18th no october 14th oh so by the time i, I get this on the internet it'll be out so available now that should be on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and PC. What's next on our agenda? Wait, that's it. That That's all of the news, isn't it? Is that all of the news? Oh, there's, there's one more thing. Uh, so Best Action is added again, or the loyal subjects, however you want to, you know, however you want to say it. it. Aha, Jeffrey! See, I, no one told you to come in that hot, buddy. I, that's, you know, I'm I'm always in this hot. <laughs> so, you know, they're they're doing their best to release as many best action figures as they possibly can, uh, swapping out palette colors and doing variants and all kinds of stuff. Pulling a Hasbro. Pulling a Hasbro. Uh, oh, this is not even news that I'm talking about, but. Apparently, they announced a Krang, what? like in the Bubble Walker Krang. Oh, um, see, you had yeah. me there. I was like, oh, man, we go get all. Yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's up for pre-order on, on Big Bad. I didn't see the announcement of it. It's just up for pre-order. Um, but they we might have mentioned these before, but they're bringing out a two pack of Bebop and Rocksteady that have arcade damage. They're like orange and pink. Orange and red. Orange and red. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. As if they have been damaged by the turtles in combat. Yeah, because that's how you know they're about to die. Right, right. This is weird. <laughs> it, it is. It, it's an unnecessary variant that doesn't make much sense. 
keep making it because you, they know you're going to be like, I got to buy that. No, that's the thing. I have, I have, I've drawn a line in the sand. Like I'm not buying anything outside of just regular like variants. Oh no, you're right though. Um, human, uh, rock steady and mutated rock steady are pink in the face, which is really weird. Yeah. Also regular, uh, regular Rocksteady is up for pre-order, which it's, that's probably been up for a while. And he has long sleeves, which yeah. I know why he has long sleeves. And that's because if they give him long sleeves, they can make his hands removable and replaceable with regular human looking hands. Because, hmm. you know, Rocksteady is gray. You can't just remove Rocksteady's head and put a new head on and it look normal. You also have to remove his hands for it to match. Yeah. With hmm. Bebop, Bebop is brown. So when you pull off Bebop's head and put, you know, the human head on him, he just looks like unmutated black guy Bebop. Yeah. So they gave Rocksteady long, long sleeves just so they could do the head swap. So stupid. Don't buy these. I'm just saying it right now. Don't buy these. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's available on Walmart for 40 bucks. OK, well, that's it for the news. Oh. Uh, I guess since we're done with news, let's move on to our main topic, Jeff. But first, let's take a break. <laughs> Jeff, we're back. It's it's time for our main topic. What What, what yes. is our main topic this time? We haven't even mentioned it. We have not, um, but for those savvy listeners from last episode, I'm sure you know what we're covering. But we'll go ahead and tell you again anyway. Uh, we are covering the final half of season four of the original uh, Ninja Turtles 80s cartoon. H- half is being a very, very generous. Three-fourths? It, it is the final fourth. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, the other, yeah. The, 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 final, the final slice of the pizza. Oh, there you go. See, you see, now you're just overusing the slice metaphor. Uh, we're, we're slicing everything in half. Price of the women cut in half. Drinks Wait. cut in half. Oh, 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 you, you, oh, the joke overstayed its welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So we have what? It was 11, ep- 11 episodes that we watched. Uh, the first episode that we're going to cover is what's Michelangelo good for? A whole lot. Is my uh, answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, as always, I'm going to read a description of the episode. Uh, un- unfortunately, the the descriptions on Turtlepedia are just so in depth. It's not unfortunate. It's actually really cool that the Turtlepedia has such in depth just d- descriptions. It's like eight, nine, ten paragraphs. I'm not reading all of that. On Wikipedia, there's a very concise and sometimes too short description. So let's just do that one. Michelangelo must rescue the other turtles when they are captured by an evil scientist. That is the basis level uh, description that you can possibly have for this episode. So let's just take it from there. What would you think? So I love this episode. I remember watching it when it actually aired. 
um, on C- on CBS, and then it was so weird because they would do you would get two episodes every Saturday, right? Back to back turtles, and I was like, what? There's mm-hmm. okay, and that seems extremely wasteful, but okay. Um, <laughs> so I probably have this taped on a VHS somewhere. Um, I know I taped a bunch of them. Um, yeah, this originally aired at 1027 of 1990. Yeah. Yeah, that was my peak, like, hey, I know how to use and program a VCR. So, like, oh, let's record this channel while I'm watching this channel. You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's a... You could also call another name for this episode could be a radical rescue. Ah, yes. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it feels like. I'm like, oh, let's pull from the, you know, this one episode of the show. Turtles have been kidnapped, Mikey. It's up to you. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to point out the, the elephant in the room that like, so Michelangelo can just talk to animals. Apparently. Like I mean, he is a turtle. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, animals can understand each other. Uh, no, no, they can't. Like a giraffe can't understand a rhinoceros. You don't know that. Uh, well, we can we can say with pretty good certainty that they can't. I mean, like we're animals, we don't understand birds. I mean, if they talk, then yeah. But we don't understand bird language. We can't be like, hey, bird, stop pooping on my car. And the bird's like, my bad, bro. Like. <laughs> I'm going to go outside tomorrow and do that. <laughs> and if it flies away. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't line up with the Michelangelo character. Oh. It, it, at, at no point anywhere else in Ninja Turtles is like, oh, let's call back to when Michelangelo could talk to animals. I mean, look, just it's it's a kid show. Just, lie. <laughs> just throw it out. Uh, you're hitting me with that one real early in the episode. I don't like that. <laughs> I am. I am. But you're not wrong. It is. And it, it it would be real weird if it was just Michelangelo talking to himself the whole time. So I guess it makes sense for the episode. Pigeon Pete's in this episode. Yes, he is. He, he doesn't get mutated. No, but he has a little green turtle mask. He does. He, he's he's cute. He's cute. Yeah. Do we ever get a mutated Pigeon Pete in the this, this this cartoon series? I don't believe so. It's real weird that. Like in subsequent series, they were just fine with, yeah, you know, well, let's call back to a bird that Michelangelo talked to in that one weird episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else you got for for <laughs> what's Michelangelo good for? I mean, we're up to 94 episodes. So, I mean, anything can happen at this point. Because, again, how many years has it been since we've watched all this stuff? It's been a lot. It's been, it's been a very long. It's been what twenty? No, thirty years. Thirty two years. Yeah. Um. So. There's there's some stuff in here. Um. The animation style is kind of like more as we we get into the a lot of the CBS you know episodes kind of 
animation style kind of still kind of dips a little bit here and there, but it has like one consistent style. So like the turtles are a bit more muscular, a little bit less puffy. Um, like if you look at like a lot of the, they pretty much almost are on point with the, with the NECA uh, Toon Turtle figures, or there was a, uh, a set of Japanese uh, turtle spheres that I got. If you remember the ones that had the metal feet, I showed you. They look mm-hmm. almost exactly like those. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so the the style's a bit more concurrent. And they've ramped up the action a bit. It's not heavy, but there's a, a fair amount of action um, in this episode. And then it gets into this whole, you know, one-off bad guy of the week instead of it being, you know, Shredder and Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, which is is nice. It's it's welcome. It's it's definitely needed. But they pull from all types of media. So like the island of Doctor Moreau, um, where they experiment on you know all these animal hybrid, you know. Yeah, things. yeah. That that's kind of the other thing here is like the the Doctor made hybrid animals, and Donatello was able to cure them. With the same laser that, you know, was used to to turn them into these hybrid animals with no mention that they could possibly do this to Shredder, not Shredder, Splinter. Oh, that. Well, maybe that's a whole different type thing. It is. It is like the method of of mutation is, is different. It's just the least they could do is throw a line out there and be like, oh, we could do that. We could use this on Splinter. And then Donatello goes, no, Michelangelo, it's a different kind of mutation. You know, just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked this episode a lot. I did too. It, it was, was fun. It it just took me right back to being on the couch with a bowl of cereal, watching and enjoying. Um, yeah. You know, all throughout, like, 80s cartoons, they would sample sound effects from everywhere uh from stuff from the original star trek uh uh, tv series to even star wars so what's really cool in this episode is when donatello is the doctor is trying to use donatello's brain or the you know get the turtles brains to make you know the ultimate and donatello's first and he's strapped to the uh operating table and the first one of the first things he does when he gets free is he gets a hold of the the laser and when it fires off it sounds like han solo's blaster from the original uh star wars trilogy that's cool yeah it's like in you know the the 2012 series i told you that's that's an r2d2 sound like what like yeah i know and i i'm still gonna argue that it's not the exact same sound because they could literally get sued for it Mm. literally they can easily get sued for it mm. now it, it may be a close enough that it's not litigious sound that is inspired by which is absolutely fine to do but it i i don't see anyone risking being sued by you know george lucas was not well yeah but at the time it was george lucas yeah but you know what? That's neither here nor there. They clearly want it to sound like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
One thing I did notice, not only with this ep- this episode, but the, the the rest of this season, you're absolutely right. I don't know if there was like a line in the sand, but the turtles really only operate at night in these huh. in all of these episodes, or at least in the majority of them. It's 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 not that the tone is darker; the setting is darker, and the animation falls into like a groove where almost every episode looks the same like it should. Uh, I can't say that for the beginning of the, of the season, the, the beginning of the season of course was syndicated. So at some, some, at some point they fell into a groove of this should be darker. And this is what the turtles look like now going forward for these CBS episodes. It was definitely, uh, to me, it feels like, okay, let's give them a bigger budget. Because these are some pretty detailed uh, episodes. That is very possible. And you're not wrong. (laughs) The the, the animation does look better. The writing and the jokes are better. Yeah. I I just was like all smiles (laughs) this, this whole episode. Which was really cool. And we still see Mikey with his nunchucks. You know, it's there in his belt. And then, like, you know, sometimes they pop out and uh, they don't fully get used or whatever. But that's that's coming to a that's coming to an end. Yeah, there were there were a few scenes where his nunchucks would just magically disappear. Yeah. But whatever. Let's move on to the next episode. Unless you have nuggets. Do you have nuggets? Um, The only the, you know, like the only nugget was pretty much the. uh uh, Han Solo's blaster. Cool. The next episode is the Dimension X story. This is very much a janky animation. <laughs> Let's see. Shredder has a plan to destroy the turtles. Really? That's uh, How original. so okay. original. Uh, but with the Technodrome's portal out of commission, he is unable to challenge them on Earth, so he uses the dimensional teleporter to bring his enemies to Dimension X. Uh, there's a note here on this Wikipedia page that this is the final episode in which Michelangelo uses nunchucks as his main weapon rather than a grappling hook. So, R.I.P. Michelangelo's nut- nunchucks. What 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 you got for this one? Well, did you know that apparently Elvis created video games? Elvis? Yeah, according to Vernon. (laughs) Vernon was extra stupid. (laughs) Extra, extra stupid. Yeah. Got his own, like, talk show, like, uh, it felt very, like, it very, very Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. Um, but this one is, this is another one that I remember, uh, watching, uh, was it Snow White and the Seven Samurai? Just another another bad movie title. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's that's a great movie title. Oh yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Uh, I'd watch that. Um, yeah, like what was it? There, uh, Shredder was trying to pull them through uh, to Dimension X with like a, a dimensional tornado. Yeah, yeah. And challenges them to to a to a final showdown in the junkyard. And when when the tornado starts kicking up, 
you see Dorothy's slippers from Wizard of Oz fly by. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's a fun nod. Um, and uh, it's 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 really cool to get to see them go somewhere different than the city. Yeah, yeah, and that that kind of points to the, the like the the budgetary changes that you mentioned earlier. That's it again. We have no no confirmation that there, there was budgetary changes, but it does cost a lot of money to draw new backgrounds. They've been drawing New York backgrounds for what four seasons now, and I'm sure that there's some they can reuse. When you're drawing a brand new background for Dimension X you, that you may not be able to use again, that's expensive. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, and you're right. It, it's exciting to see the turtles go to Dimension X because they don't do it a lot, uh, and for them to basically be stranded there and have to, you know, ask the neutrinos for help is cool because usually the neutrinos we see them on Earth. And the new trainers are cool. I I absolutely love. I I, I was thinking about it like just, just as I was watching it. Like whoever did the character designs for the neutrinos is a genius. Oh yeah. Like they're part like they're they're they're, they're part Jetsons, part like fifties daddy-o culture. Like p- p- they're. They're perfect. The neutrinos are perfect, and we should—they should be in every single version of the turtles. Yes, and I'm putting my foot down. Yes, I heard that. Uh, what else you got? Uh, let's see. It's some really cool. Um, uh, like when you know Vernon's trying to steal, you know, uh, April's story of you know them being in Dimension X, and so there's like this whole thing, you know, back and forth with it, who's going to be better. And he goes to what was it, the Pleasure Dome? It's like a fight arena. <laughs> yeah. Bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, some really cool looking, like otherworldly creatures, like a weird, like cyborg floating guy. I don't know what to, you know. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> hey, if they're gonna make a figure, NECA, like, hey, we're gonna make this weird figure from that one episode. Remember that hovering cyborg <laughs> guy? Mm-hmm. He was kind of cool. Uh, let's see. I don't think I have anything else. This this was it, the uh, like the combat bar that you were just talking about. It, yeah. I would say it vaguely feels like a like a reference to when the turtles went to another when the turtles were transported by the transmat in the comics. Yeah. A little, a little, yeah. Like thematically, uh, mm-hmm. but that's not what the episode's about, right? Uh, but th- this one does really kind of stand out as being that time the turtles went to Dim- Dimension X. Yeah, it's a f- it's a fun episode. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen like they could have spent like a whole season stuck. Oh, yes, that, that that's that's what I want. Well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe like, you know, three or four episodes and, you know, um, with them stuck there, Shredder and Krang could have gone to take over New York, you know, most apocalyptic style type deal. That would have been cool. Uh, what else you got before we move on to the next episode? 
So, like, it, like when they're in the fighting arena, they have all these different weapons and stuff, and like the uh, the weird cyborg guy pulls out what well, looks to be like a lightsaber, but it's a uh, it's it's a it's a light feather saber, I guess. Be a brought to you by Don Tertilli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the, I felt like the writers really wanted this to be a violent, violent show, but at the end of the day, they're like, "No, we have to make this. We, we have to bring this back down to to, to children." So, uh, yeah, tickling. That's that's sure, why not? That's something kids have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Donatello's degree. Donatello earns his degree from Sofo University, uh, but discovers that he has been mistaken for a girl named Donatello. D-O-N-N-A, Donna. So he asks Irma to masquerade as him. Meanwhile, the real Donatello discovers a plot by Professor Philo Sofo to destroy the Earth. This this is one of the better episodes that we watched. Yeah. Uh, the the conceit that Donatello has to has to get Irma to pretend to be him instead of just trying to explain to the university that he's actually a dude and a turtle. Like I feel like that would have been way easier. It would have been yes. But it's but not it as fun. funny. Yeah, not yeah. as not as fun. Not as funny. Uh, what'd you think of this episode? There's so much going on in this, and then like, was it Professor Sofo? I was like, why is that? I was like, is that Doctor Scratch and Sniff from Animaniacs? Was it? Was like, it, it to- yeah, it's Rob Paulson doing doing <laughs> his voice. Oh, hello. How are you today? Oh, that's a really uh, good impression. Good job, buddy. Yeah. So, but like, it's more, it's definitely because everybody on the show had multiple hats and, you know, voiced multiple characters. You had like what a cast of like five to eight actors, give or take. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, let's, you know, instead of hiring, you know, more people to do whatever, you know, you can do Frank Welker, you can do, you know, a hundred different voices here, go play. And when and when Donatello shows up, <laughs> it's like in a suitcase. I'm like, you could have just like followed Irma <laughs> in the turtle blimp. And yeah, uh, again, it would not have been as funny you know, being stuffed in a piece of luggage. Um, and when he's kind of like exploring the the university and gets found out by you know these two nerds. He starts insulting them. All of a sudden, they just rip off their lab coats. I'm like, holy cow. Those nerds are dude bros. Uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things about a lot of these episodes, specifically this one. Like, their portrayal of, like, a nerdy college guy is, like, almost hyper offensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and only for them to turn into these these giant Hulk monster things. Like, what is that? Like, I I, did, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I mean, the culture was very different back then. 
you know, it wasn't okay to like certain things or whatever, and you get picked well, on. I, like, I get now that part, you know, but now it's okay. But. Why make them, like, why make them into these these big muscular, like, dude bros, or, or that they're able to transform into them? I think because, well, they just transform, they just rip their lab coats off, like, hey, dude got a six-pack. No, um, well, no, they, they physically grew. Did they? Yeah, they got bigger. I can watch. Um, I think because the audience would not see it coming, which I didn't see it coming because, again, it's been forever since I watched this episode. And I was like, oh, he's just going to – Donatello's going to wipe the floor with these guys. And I was like, oh, oh, wait. I mean, he still does, but I'm like, they give him trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, throwing you know, heavy pieces of equipment at him. Um, but I just think it's good storytelling. Okay. You're not, expect, you're not expecting that. Like, what a twist! It is a twist. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked, like, I really liked uh, Philos Philosophos plan to th- basically spin the world around so fast that it destroys everything. Yeah. And then he actually got it going, and th- they showed the the moon come up, the sun come up, the moon come up, the sun come up. Yeah. It, yeah, like the, the there was an incredible amount of detail to what was happening at this this university. Again, another setting that they had to draw. Mm. Uh, so I, I appreciate it. And Irma was great in this episode. Oh yeah, Irma's always great, but she was exceptionally great in this episode. She was extra Irma in this episode, like Donatello <laughs> trying to warn her. Like they're at like that, like a uh, a presentation lunch. And I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, disguise myself as a waiter. Sure. They won't notice that I'm a giant talking green turtle with a, wearing a mask. <laughs> um, he folds up a piece of paper into her sandwich, gives it to her, and she eats it. And I was like, oh, I thought it was a little thin. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Take a bite out of it. You weren't supposed to eat it. But the comedy, again, the writing on these, um, just the punchlines have just been so good. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's not like the over the top goofy that, like, say, Turtles Forever made the 80s Turtles out to be. Right. You know? Right. Like, it just feels like a natural kind of progression of comedy. Um, yeah. Which is why I just enjoy these episodes. Uh, uh, do you have any nuggets? Um, Michelangelo has another pet, pet fish named goldfish named Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we get any more pets. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he gets clunk in this series. Yeah, I don't think he does either. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's 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 keep it rolling because we got a lot to cover. Uh, the next one is the big cufflink caper, and a little bit of trivia on this one. This one aired in prime time. Oh. Uh, on September fourteenth, nineteen ninety, it aired on in CBS prime time. It then aired a couple months later uh, on like Saturday morning CBS. But it, I guess they just saw this as a special one or like some sort of like, hey, we have Ninja Turtles now. Let's throw it on primetime one night. Hey, man, cufflinks are it's a big deal. 
<laughs> the turtles switch sides and discover that the Shredder is the main man behind a ring of cufflink thefts thefts uh, that suddenly hit New York City. Uh, so the reason the cufflinks are being stolen is because Shredder is looking for a fuel source, like he always is, that could power the techn- Technodrome enough or, no, create an explosion big enough to free the Technodrome from its rocky prison in Dimension X. There apparently is a legendary set of cufflinks that have an explosive ruby in it uh, created by some scientist. And so Shredder hires a bunch of gangsters to to steal cufflinks from around, you know, all around the city. This one was kind of a bait and switch. Like they, they initially pitched the episode as the turtles investigating these crimes being done by basically the mob only for us to find out that the shredder is behind the whole thing. Like, you know how much I love when the shredder is not in an episode just because it's special. They pitched this, the idea that this was going to be one of those. And then it wasn't. what do you think about the big cufflink caper? I really enjoyed this one. Like they, they tangle with the, the mob several times in this, uh, in this season, which I really like. Like I, I like that a lot. Oh, the trivia on uh, Wiki on Turtlepedia says this episode aired on a Friday night in primetime, followed by the debut of Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, hey, there you go. And Tiny Toon Adventures is an underrated 90s cartoon. Yes, it is. Because, uh, like, the Animaniacs get the attention. Tiny Toon Adventures kind of gets forgotten. 50-50. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this, uh, this episode is fine. Like uh, there's, there's not anything particularly wrong with it. Once it turns into a shredder needs fuel episode, I don't want to say that I checked out, but it was, it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. It's one of these. It was then it, it was a bit more by the numbers at that point for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. Like the payoff, is great like the whole you know them having to switch sides seeing them in you know kind of turtle gangster outfits like i'm saying neca give us some cloth outfits to put on them turtles figures oh yeah those 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 uh gangster outfits were great yeah yeah there's there's actually quite a bit of nuggets okay um, in this uh david wise wrote this episode um he also worked on transformers that is at okay i was just gonna say david wise writing an episode's not a nugget (laughs) he wrote a bunch of them can i (laughs) yes yes so there's some nods you know to to stuff in here um when they're at the uh gargantua toy company uh, showcase because the turtles are staking it out trying to find, you know, uh, where the cufflink thieves are going to strike next. The guy starts out, you know, talking, you know, oh, how can we forget, you know, um, the Transformers? <laughs> yeah, but it was really cool just to kind of see. I was like, oh, he goes from robot to farming equipment. Okay. 
or farming vehicle. Okay, okay. What other nuggets do you have? Not, oh, you know, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm consulting the uh, stuff here. Um, it's not really so much as nuggets, but like when they try to go get the, uh, you know, the cufflinks before Shredder does. Like the guy that owns him, like this is like this big pizza dude, and like he's got pizza traps all set out through the episode. I'm like, wow, this is like a kind of intense. I was like, don't go in this guy's house. You'll get cut by a pizza cutter from the ceiling. <laughs> like this episode's just all over the freaking place. Like this is definitely one of my favorite. I can see why they put this in prime time because there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot going on. I'll give you that. And then the whole payoff at the end where uh, they give Shredder the explosive cufflink. They're like, oh, that's a fake. It's not real. They wouldn't give you the real one. And I was like, that was a great little bait and switch. I was like, and now you're even more stuck in Dimension X. (laughs) You're even more stuck. And then we find out both cuff. No. No, they then make it seem like both cufflinks were uh, explosive. Yeah. Then to reveal it's just Donatello's equipment not working right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was, I guess it. I guess I guess it's a fun episode. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised you got uh, got Big Louie smoking a big cigar on TV for the kids. That's why it was in primetime, Jeff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's talk about another really fun episode. Uh, let me make sure this is the right one. Leonardo versus Tempestra. Oh, yes. Finally, finally, it, this deep into season four, we finally meet Tempestra, uh, a character that was in the the most recent tur- Turtles game. What was it called? Again, Shredder's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she also... Might have a fig. Did, did they announce a figure for Tempestra? I don't think they did. Uh, I don't think so. Either way, like it, it literally it, had you asked me, hey, do you know who Tempestra is three years ago? I would not have been able to answer your your question. You know, D- it's funny, too, because I've had people at the arcade and they're sitting there and like, hey, you guys like Ninja Turtles? Like, yeah, like we got a new game. Oh, and they'll play it. And they're like. Just like you, who's Tempestra? Because, again, uh-huh. you know, they didn't grow up with the show. They don't, you know, they haven't watched all 193 episodes. They just, they don't, they aren't in the know. Yeah. And it, she she's a cool villain. Oh, yeah. That they really need to, what's that? I got some stuff. To, I got a lot of nuggets on this one. Okay, yeah. It, it, it's it, She's a villain that they really need to lean into. Because... There weren't that many female characters in the original cartoon, and if, if we can pluck her out and use her in something else, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, synopsis. Leonardo becomes addicted to a new arcade game, Tempestro's Revenge, which ends up affecting his usual routine. Uh, but when a freak power surge releases Tempestra from the cabinet, Leonardo has to stop her digital wrath before she becomes dangerously powerful. So, I, I obviously this one is right up your alley. So I'm gonna let you, what what let you take the reins. So what what do you think? It was it, it's been a really long time since I've seen this episode, and I was just absolutely glued 
to it because it reminded me of several things. Uh, there was an episode of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends where uh, video game characters had gotten out of the arcade game and started coming after the super, the, not super, the spider friends, um, which is one of my favorite episodes. And so that kind of reminded me of that, but it also reminded me of this movie called nightmares. And it was like a different like segments of, uh, horror stories. And this one specifically, uh, kind of mirrors a lot of stuff from, uh, the uh the short called bishop of battle where it's about a teen that's obsessed with this video game and he beats the 13th level and just like in this leonardo got the the highest score on, on level 13 um and then the machine uh blows up and then the bishop of battle comes out and all these other things start coming out to attack him so i'm pretty sure that was inspired by that and also the video madness you know in the 80s of kids being obsessed with video games um which is exactly what i you know uh pulled from ah i I was thinking it's kind of the opposite of the last starfighter where he gets the high score and a and a villain just pops out of the, the the game it could be that too yeah yeah uh, I I just really like the Tempestria character and the, the the fact that she was still inside the uh, the microchip. Yeah. Even though she had escaped, so was, and like Leonardo had enough had the wherewithal to be like, let me take this. This might be something Donatello needs. You know, it was it's a fun episode. It's a weird episode because of all of the turtles to get addicted to a video game. Leonardo is not the one that I would say is, is he's like the last one I would expect to get addicted to a game. And that's why exactly I feel that it works because again, you would not expect it to be Leo. You would expect it to be Michelangelo, Donatello, or maybe Raphael. Yeah. Yeah. More, more, I would expect more Michelangelo. Yeah, as I said, he, he's the last one I would expect. Uh, do you have any nuggets? Uh, let's see. Um, there's so the the writing on this episode is so good. Um, it looked like uh, it's like the turtles are like have free reign of the arcade after hours by the owner, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're you know they're playing all night, they're making noise and stuff, and like here comes a security guard and opens the door. I was like, that looks like Stan Lee. I'm pretty sure it's not, but I'm like, (laughs) kind of looks like Stan Lee. Um, And uh, another, probably one of the best jokes in the entire episode. Um, So Tempestra is like pulling power from all over the city. And so it's, it's making stuff go haywire. And so in the channel six building uh, one section is just freezing cold. Another section is like super hot. And so Irma's walking around trying to figure out what's going on. And she opens one of the doors to one of the newsrooms and everybody's freezing and in parkets and stuff. And she was like, well, there's no hot news in here. That's, that's the best. That's the best joke. (laughs) I'd say that's one of the best. 
Like that's like, that's just I'm like, oh, that was good. I was laughing hysterically at that. Um <laughs> It's just dumb and just great. Um and I feel like this is also there's also a nod uh to to Tron um when uh at the end of the episode where April is asking Leo, you know, is like, you know, how did you do it? You know, how did you, you know, how did you win? It's like, oh, the secret to winning video games is it is all in the wrist, which Kevin Flynn said when he got the highest score on Space Paranoids in the original Tron movie. Oh, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, oh, and the 13th level nod is also a nod to... Uh, the fact that no one has ever made it to the 13th level before in the Bishop of Battle. Before we move on, anything else for Leonardo versus Tempestra? Uh, no, this wasn't. This just looked, looked like a really big budget episode. Yeah. Again, arcade, new setting. There's so many new settings mm-hmm. in these episodes. Definitely one of my top favorite episodes. And I was so glad that Tempestra showed up in Shredder's Revenge. So if we get more games, I hope she shows up again. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Again, I I just hope she shows up in stuff. Yeah, we'll probably get an action figure um, eventually. I'm sure we will. In a two-pack with someone else. Maybe Medusa or something. Yeah. Okay, the next episode is Splinter Vanishes. Uh, It's episode 436. And the synopsis is Splinter has suddenly disappeared and a note left behind from him forces the turtles to go their separate ways. But one by one, they're captured by Leatherhead and the Rat King. This episode is bizarre because it it, like it feels like it takes place over like a what a two or three month period. Yeah. Because they were they received that letter and they're like, OK, well, I guess we have to go our separate ways and then cut to after they've gone their separate ways. And April is then meeting each of them in their different uh, new jobs now. Like Leo is what, a aerobics trainer? Yeah, he's a robot and an aerobics instructor. Yeah. Instructor. Yeah. Uh, Donatello is a, a, a an electronics repairman, which makes sense. Uh, what's Michelangelo? Mikey. <laughs> Mikey is a is a is a chef on on a show uh, <laughs> called <laughs> Food a la Dude. Food a la Dude. That that is the best joke, <laughs> Jeff. That food a la Dude. That's that's a really good one. It's a really good one. He's just uh, making nothing but gross weird pizzas and it gets fired multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and Raphael, he's 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 a. Uh, like a, a clown for kids parties? Uh I would say like a like a singing telegram party guy. Yeah. Yeah. This this reminded me of the the TMNT movie. Yeah. The it, where it starts out with them all having jobs. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh it's always cool to see the Rat King. And it's cool seeing Leatherhead. It, 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 and again, his accent is so offensively Cajun. 
I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's voiced by a guy, you know, a Cajun guy. So he's it's, it's, it's still Jim Cummings. It's just so stereotypical. Jim Cummings might be Cajun. I don't. I don't know I, where he is from. Anyway, I don't think yeah, Jim Cummings I mean, is Cajun. Um, be from Louisiana. How did this episode end? No, Splinter like Splinter was like kind of just like in the shadows and stuff, and like kind of like there to kind of give him a helping hand and stuff here and there. Um, and then at the end, Splinter reverse mind controlled the rat <laughs> to obey to obey him. <laughs> so I didn't know he could do that. Yeah, new superpowers for Splinter. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so he commanded the rats to destroy the robots. And it was mm-hmm. the fact that we got uh, freaking uh, rat robots and gator bots. And that seems cheap. It it really does. All over the place. Like this could have been like a you know one or two part episode. Like you know where where does the rat king get the resources to build robots? They were stealing stuff, I guess. Where does Red King get the technical knowledge to build robots? Yeah, like this episode started off so good. And then it just kind of skidded into a tree after they introduced the bad guys. Two beloved bad guys that I love so much. Yeah, which is just, ooh, this was this was a little dark, though, like. Uh, you see Rat King going into the fix it shop that Donatello's in with a bomb and then later place freaking blows up. I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. man, stakes are higher on CBS. <laughs> what happened to the guy that Donatello was working for him? I guess he went up in flames. Sorry, children. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. Probably. He probably wasn't even there that day. Maybe. He day. Yeah. I, it's, Again, it's it starts off so good, and and then it just gets progressively weirder. And I, it, it, when it comes to the writing, I feel like the whole robots thing was well. How do we how do we make this a, a an actual threat? And someone just yelled from the back of the writers' room, I, "We could add robots." Yeah. And then someone else said, "Don't we always just add robots?" And they said, "Do you have a better idea?" I guess not. I guess we're adding robots. Yeah, it, it just seemed real misguided. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Like, the episode was fun, so it's, it's hard to really give it too much grief. Uh, you got any nuggets before we move on? Um, there's some weird stuff. Uh, like, we kind of start getting into some errors and stuff here and there. Like mm-hmm. when Leo shows up to uh, save the turtles, he throws size at the ropes. It's like, wait, you could have thrown a throwing star or shuriken. How do you have Raphael's size? That just tripped me up. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, other than that, that's about that's 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 pretty much all that I've got, but this was, this was a fun episode, but yeah, like the, the robots seemed kind of very unnecessary. Um, they could have easily just gotten into a fight with both, you know, the rat King and Leatherhead instead. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it almost feels like Leatherhead shouldn't even be there, you know? Yeah. It's fine. What's next? Uh, Raphael drives them wild. <laughs> so fun. Uh, <laughs> this this one is a really fun episode. Uh, a machine called the Transmogrifier causes Raphael and a cab driver to swap bodies, and it is later discovered that a, a defect in that same small device could do some very big damage to the city if activated. So uh, the Transmogrifier basically turns into a bomb, of course, because how else do you ramp up the stakes except turn the the, the item that everyone is going for? What, what, what's, what's, what's that called? Uh, the MacGuffin? The MacGuffin. Turn the MacGuffin into a bomb. Why not? Uh, this is a really fun episode. Raphael being in the body of a cab driver is way funnier than I thought it was going to be when it first happened. 100% agree. <laughs> what would you think? I need an action figure stat. <laughs> of the cab driver? Of him as the cabbie. It'll be a, you know what? Just, just do a two pack. I don't care. <laughs> like him in his, in his, his suit. That he, that yes, he was him and cabbie, and, just in, in cabbie uh, attire, and then there's the other guy. Yes, in the in yes. Raphael's trench coat. You heard it here first, folks. Come on, NECA. Oh, that would be so funny. Give us cabbie Raphael. And 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 have them labeled opposite. So like, have the human yes. character labeled Raphael. <laughs> Do it. I want to buy that. <laughs> Love their social media and like, demand that. The, the, the cabbie was such a bad driver. <laughs> what? Or was he? No, he was such a bad driver. And and, and th- like they really, pl- you know, body swapping you know, like comedies are at this point a trope of film and television. But in this one, when Raphael did the swap – even when he looked in the mirror, he couldn't tell that he was in the cabbie's body. Yeah, that was kind of cool. The, the one thing that I found really cool was at the end of the episode, both character the characters that had swapped had like latent abilities from the person that they swapped with. Yeah. So like the cabbie was like, oh, I suddenly know how to fight. How does this work? And Raphael was like, oh, I'm a terrible driver. <laughs> And also uh, very out of shape. And <laughs> him just being winded all the time was really funny. <laughs> yeah. And him trying to do like have all the turtles jump over a, a, a chain link fence and Raphael go for it. Nope. Oh, good idea, buddy. You be the lookout. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. The the reaction from from Raphael is what made this funny. Yeah. You know the fact that he was completely confused as to why he was he was so winded and unable to perform his ninja duties. Yeah, like, why can't I do this? <laughs> yeah, it, this was this might be my favorite one from everything we watched. It might be. I'm, I'm I might rewatch these episodes. Just so much fun. Yeah. Do Do you have anything else? 
Any any nug any any hot nugs? No, no hot nugs. Uh, it, the the cabbie's body is Oscar, by the way. Yeah. His name is Oscar. Your, your typical cabbie name. Yeah. There, it, in these episodes, there's a lot of very New York characters. Between the yeah. cabbie, the people who get into the cab, to the the uh, the the mobsters, like they all have like New York hats on. They are all. They got the attitude, you know. Yeah. Just. Yeah. I I guess. I don't know if they visited New York and that's what they saw, or they're like, "What is the most New York thing we can possibly do with these, you know, characters that pop up?" And they're like, "Let's just make them all a, a stereotype." And they kind of hit that out of the park. Yeah, I I do really like the appearance of monsters. Mobsters, 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 <laughs> mobsters, um, in the show because they they do pose a a, a much a pretty significant threat, especially if they're you know, yeah, yeah, and organized. No, of course, of course. Uh, let's jump to the next episode, which is Beyond the Donatello Nebula. Uh, while trying to contact the Turtle Nebula, Donatello meets an intelligent lizard alien named Algernon, Algae for short, who must help him and the other turtles rescue April from a greedy man named Hostile Hiram Grelch. What a name. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't have much to say about this one. Uh, the... I didn't really like the character of Algae. The the character design was not it, like it looked like Kerma. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's just it. The character design was not very special, or or it didn't stand out at all. And I was hoping, hoping he would have found a turtle. He was trying to find the turtle nebula, right? Yeah. What what did you think? I enjoyed this one. Uh, you know, it was it was it was fun and just kind of odd and just you know different. Yeah. Uh, Hiram Grelch. Uh, oh, man, that dude. I don't know. Like he he, he looks like a cross between a catfish and an elf. Like yeah, like like. Want to watch Lord of the Rings while eating fried catfish? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, Ain't nobody. Open this late got a catfish pope one. Cat, cat, catfish is cat catfish is cat, catfish are delicious. Uh I I guess it says a lot about the episode that we started talking about catfish instead of it. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's 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 a a but it's a great buddy episode and it kinda takes it you don't really kinda see the other turtles too much. Yeah, yeah, it it is very much a Donatello episode and the shredder's not in it, so that's good. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, it's. I guess just none of the the new characters really did anything for me. Let's just move on. Uh, if, if you're listening and Beyond the Donatello Nebula is one of your favorite episodes, I apologize for moving on so quickly. It just didn't do anything for me. I mean, it's fun. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens. 
yeah in it but like the other ones i think i i feel like the other ones i've enjoyed a, a little more yeah for the most part this next one is not much better uh it's big bug blunder and the it's the premise is very simple. A failed mutagen experiment in Dimension X by Krang uh, results in an invasion of giant insects and arachnids in New York City. And it, it at one point it kind of turns into a kaiju episode because they never dis, they never stick to. A specific size like how big are these these insects sometimes they look as big as a car sometimes they look as big as a small building so it's really tough to 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 get the scale on this but uh the the insects of course come from the technodrome uh because bebop and rocksteady messed up a batch of mutagen what'd you think of big bug blunder as being fan of giant you know your movie Japanese tokusatsu stuff. I mean, I I enjoyed this episode. It's fun to see them fight giant bugs. Uh, Battlehead comes back uh, for a hot second. Turtles are kind of just chilling, you know, watching some television, eating, and uh, Splinter comes in. It's like this place is a mess. Clean it up. So Duntail is like, oh, I'll just turn Metalhead back on. For a second, starts cleaning the place up literally, and like absorbing the you know the area rug and just everything else. <laughs> and um, that's where the switch on his back comes from because I I did not remember him originally having that. So that's now now I know <laughs> because again you have to understand 193 episodes over how many years of not having access to all of this and like watching a good chunk X number of times or whatever, you know? So dude, I, I, I know I, I definitely know. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting all the pieces together for the folks out there. So yeah. the thing that I laughed the loudest at hmm. in all of these episodes was Genghis frog hanging from the, like the, the bug flying through New York City's <laughs> like skyline. Yeah. I don't know why, but that is so funny to me. It was pretty funny. And of course, uh, the the turtles save him and he's like, "Oh." Genghis Frog being in this episode is a really good callback to a really cool character. And it it works because all of the insects are huge and they're insects. Like this makes more sense than Leatherhead being in that other episode. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm coming to town, wearing my finest. That's, that's, yeah, that's more money. That's more money. We got to give, got to give Genghis a new suit instead of like the other on point, uh, character model that we use for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I do love though when he gets to the city, and he's kind of walking around. He goes to a local hot dog vendor and there's flies all buzzing around. I was like, hey, I'll take care of those for you. Just tongue whips all of them. And then you see the guy like throw his hot dog down and the other guy's like, ah, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> and I was like, that was James Avery saying doing that, doing the hot dog vendor's voice. 
I don't know what it is, but this time around, I just really noticed how over the top all of the accents were. Genghis Frog, they played him like a country bumpkin who doesn't know anything. Oh, yeah. That's Jim Cummings. Yeah, just just oh look look the big city. I'm so confused, guys. And it, it well, yeah. I mean, if you're not used to a big city and you, you all you've known is country life, you would be confused too. You may be confused, but you're not just inherently dumb. And like his character was just played as well. Genghis Frog is dumb. It's fine. I mean, Saturday morning was like full of dumb characters. Yeah, literally a character called Scooby Dumb. Yes, but where the the problem is, is that Genghis Frog is from a very specific region. You know, he's from the south. He's from he's from uh, the bayou. And so the assumption is, oh, well, I guess people from the bayou are just idiots. See, I don't I don't think it was like that at all. I think it was just it's just simply the case of like, let's do it's like what kind of country accent can you give us? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to lay I'm going to put every single country layer on 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 this voice. I hope you like it, guys. I, I look, you're putting too much into it. I, I know. I and, and again, it's hard to really complain. It was the mid 80s. No one thought, hey. This is offensive, or hey, this is problematic. It was just talk southern, okay? Exactly. It was like, <laughs> hey, what kind of what kind of voices can you do? Yeah, we got to crank these episodes out to sh- to to sell merchandise. Uh, yeah. This this is a pretty good episode, but so yeah, the end of that episode doesn't make any sense. To me, like you're going to lure all the, the bugs back through the through the portal into Dimension X and Shredder and Krang have to deal with them there. And they don't really show what Shredder and Krang do in Dimension X. So is there anything stopping them from just opening the portal back up and pushing them back into New York? It, it's it, I mean, the, by the time they probably came back through, the, the juice was used up. The, 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 I guess I guess you're right. They are look, always looking for power. It's it just the ending just did not satisfy my need for the what I needed at the end the end of this this episode, you know. But it also they're not just going to have giant bugs exploding in the middle of New York City. So I, I guess I got what I should have expected out of the episode. Uh, you got any nuggets before we move on? Oh, we did get to see, and they might have done this in another episode. I can't, I just can't remember which one, but uh, like Mikey is like picked up by giant bugs like a scorpion and he's trying to, you know, get at him. And so he completely retreats all of his limbs into the shell. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't do that often in any versions. Which is really cool. Yeah. So. And also that defies like lo- laws of physics. I mean, hey, you don't know what's up in there. You're suggesting that the turtles are just hollow. Go up in, they go up inside of their shell. Well, regular turtles do. Not turtles with, you know, three, th- three foot long arms. 
Logic. Again, Hong Kong logic for kids first. <laughs> Let's move on. The, the next okay. one is the foot soldiers are revolting. Uh, the synopsis on this one is a foot soldier named Alpha One, which is just that concept in and of itself is kind of cool, has his intelligence increased, uh, but it results in a foot soldier rebellion against Shredder and Krang and the duo's exile from uh, from the Technodrome. So l- let me let me just get this out of the way. The character design of Alpha One is hyper stupid. They made him smart, so his metal brain got bigger and busted through the cloth of the of his foot soldier face, and he didn't do anything to change that. It's just it's super it's hyper stupid. However, the idea of a smart foot soldier is kind of brilliant. What do you think? I I enjoyed this one. Like, of course, the idea of, hey, don't play those video games. It'll short out the Technodrome and maybe cause a problem. And it totally did. <laughs> um, who do we blame? Bebop and Rocksteady. Always. Oh, yeah. Always. Like, this was, they were a significant threat. Yeah. So with... Alpha One being in charge of all the foot soldiers, I mean, he was a significant threat by completely <laughs> just wiping the floor with the shredder, getting rid of all of them, except for the uh, and Rock City because they use them later. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I felt like this this episode could have been, you know, a two parter or whatever or something. Uh <laughs> A, a little bit more because because the the stakes were high in this episode. Yeah, and and the Alpha One character is cool enough to instead of defeating him, like he him escaping would have been cool. Bring him back, like have him retreat and return with you know an upgrade or just something. But yeah, apparently this was the only time Alpha One was in a cartoon, you know, and got a boss action figure out of it. Oh, that, that I was about to actually mention that is the the uh, the NECA Ultimate Foot Soldier has Alpha One's head as an option. Yeah. So that's really cool. I did. It, it, and doesn't the Super Seven one also have it? We can look it up. That's what I'm doing. It does not look like he does. Hmm. I do know that there was a uh, a reaction figure of him. Oh, yeah, that was. At least I think there was. Yes, there was. Yeah. Just called him a busted foot soldier, but we, we know who that is. <laughs> you can't hide Alpha One. Like, uh, all you might not like the action figures there's one thing that we both agree on that card art just slaps oh, oh all of the honestly if someone wanted to sell me like a just a stack of uh reaction figure card art cards like just just the cards themselves they could keep the action figures i would love to just have the cards <laughs> uh 
I, I this episode I did like a lot. Um, again, uh, they really left a lot on the table when it comes to the Alpha One character and the concept of a foot soldier being sentient and able to think for himself. Of course, there's already a plethora of robots in Turtles lore, so I, it, there's not m- much they could do with him that they haven't already done with another robot. But him being a foot soldier adds a adds a real uh, kink to this that I f- that I feel could have the show could have benefited from more Alpha One. Oh, most most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you got any, any nuggets or anything else before we move to the last episode? No, not. No. All right. Well, then. Uh, th- th- these last two episodes actually aired on the exact same day, December 1st of 1990. Uh, this last one is called Unidentified Flying Leonardo. Uh, while helping. April investigate a report of giant monsters attacking a superstitious farming village. Leonardo is mistaken for an alien from another planet. The lone turtle must avoid being hunted down into extinction. (laughs) That's a weird way to put that. uh, While also trying to rescue April from a mad scientist. So this episode is fantastic. It's so funny. Leonardo being mistaken for an alien is like that. That's a layup. That's a really easy, easy plot to, to land on when you're, you know, trying to think of episodes to write, but putting him in like a cornfield and having him, you know, all by himself. And there just being so much confusion from all of the, it, the, the, the town idiots is really, really funny. Like, even the guy who was working with him be- did not believe he was a mutated turtle most of the episode. What was the guy's name? Billy Jim Bob? Yeah. Something? Yeah, like, yet another vicious stereotype. Uh, what did you think? And We're in another setting. Again, the budget higher. We're going more places. And we're spending money. We're spending that <laughs> fat playmate's money. <laughs> you know it was it was, and this is another it's another interesting like we okay so we already had oh this is perfect we had a Raphael centric episode we had a Michelangelo centric episode Donatello centric and then now Leo yep yep well this was uh, this was the uh time in which they were releasing VHS like uh, <sighs> releasing VHS sets that were like Donatello gets his degree and it's, you know, it's his head is prominent on the box, you know? So, so like even the, the, the family home entertainment guys noticed, Hey, this one's all about Raphael. Let's put this on the box. And each turtle got like two different sets of VHS tapes like that. That's very cool. Yeah. We have the uh, another a bad movie title when alien slime monsters go to college. Okay, all right. Sure, why not? Uh, why why not? I'd watch you know. that. This is quite a uh, quite a little adventure that Leonardo goes on. Yeah, got an angry mob coming after him. A weird cowboy guy trying to grow giant food. 
Yeah, like that. That's that's the uh, the onus of the episode is he's trying to grow giant food, and April very quickly thinks of like six different reasons why that's a bad idea. Yeah, it's good. And like, it, wow, way to go, April. Yeah, yeah. But then I was thinking, like, are any of those things actually bad? Like, what? You're not using extra water to grow them. You're literally using math or like ma- basically magic. It's science, but it's magic through science. With lasers. La- a laser. A magic laser. And like you could totally feed so many people like you wouldn't. So so like, let's say you made an onion really big, right? You then wouldn't need to use your entire field to make onions, to grow onions. Oh, my God. Is April O'Neil the real villain of the story? Maybe, maybe. I I don't know. I don't like I I, I don't know the fault. It's It's her (laughs) fault that the world is starving. Shame on you, April. Yeah, like like we Imagine fly the size of the pizza they could make with that thing. Yeah, fly, fly a giant onion over to like some starving country, and it's like, hey, here's an onion for that. You won't need another one for another six weeks. I'm thinking about all the tomatoes they could make and mm-hmm. pizzas. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't man. know. But th- let's not talk about food waste. Like. We already wasted food because like I'm hungry for like catfish pizza or something. Okay. Ooh, catfish pizza doesn't sound bad. Catfish pizza. Like fried catfish on pizza instead of instead of pizza sauce. You have marinara. I mean, pizza sauce is marinara. No, but okay. What then? What's that red sauce that you dip fish into? That's a is a cocktail sauce, right? Oh yeah, that's what it's called. Cocktail sauce instead of marinara. Maybe. That's still yeah. Pretty spicy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, down. I'm down. I'm down. Um, I don't have anything else. I really, I liked this episode a lot. Yeah. It was fun. And, Again, you know, it's just that, you know, CBS stuff. They were like, hey, we need more action. We need people to watch. So kind of ramp it up. Yeah, I, I and like my favorite episodes of any of these are just the ones that get really weird that that break from the mold of oh the turtles are fighting the shredder and he's looking for fuel you know that this is an extremely inventive episode that has him has Leonardo visiting somewhere else with brand new characters that are all funny. In a scenario, that's funny. Yeah, I, it, it, these are the kinds of episodes that I like. Yeah. You know, it, it, whether or not they, you know, do a lot of fighting, it's like whatever. There's always the mandatory fight scene. You know, the quality of that fight scene doesn't really matter to me. It's it's breaking free of the mon- the monotony. Yeah, yeah. Because it does, it does get old after a while. You know, even the original He-Man cartoon, Skeletor, wasn't in every single episode. They had other characters and bad guys and stuff, you know, showing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, even even well, I would say well, not every episode. Well, I can't remember is is for for Thundercats if Mumra was in every episode, but he was like 
big, the big bad. So you had a lot of different characters. Hmm. I don't want well, to watch that, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Change, change it up. Flip the script. Yeah, yeah. And, and so so this will wrap up season four. We we've we've spent four episodes of Shellheads on season four because there were forty one episodes in it. Uh, the next season is not nearly as um, bad. There are a total of 20 episodes in season five. The, is this the side vacation season? Or? No, the vacation season is season seven. Uh, and right. But the, but the vacation se- season takes place d- in between episodes one and two of season four. So chronologically it's, it's all out of whack, but none of the other seasons are nearly as daunting as season four. There's 16 in season six. There's 27 in season seven. And then after that, it's all downhill because there's eight in eight. There's eight in nine and there's eight in 10. So we, we made it, we made it over the hump, Jeff. Yeah. Finally. Uh, what are we talking about next time? That's our big hundredth episode extravaganza. I don't think we need to let them know what it is. I was, I was really hoping you would say that. Yes. And, and, but you, but you can say for the record that you do know what the next episode's about. I do know. Yeah, yes, yes. Look, I I can't steal that victory from you. No, you cannot. It's all mine. (laughs) Uh, But no, we it's I'm I'm not going to say that it's, you know, like a crazy over the top episode, but it is it's going to take a format that we've never done before. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of excited to see how fun it is. So. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm thinking about maybe, maybe, just maybe reading some uh, fan emails, not necessarily emails. We don't have an email address, but like fan messages. Like if you want to send us a message for, our, uh, you know, t- to to celebrate our 100th episode, send it to us. Uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, did we got a message from somebody on Facebook, right, Jeff? Yes, we did. Um, it's we well, we don't check the I don't check these as much. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you check these as much, um, but we we got to get better about doing that. Um, uh, we got a message uh, from a guy named David in Australia. Oh. Um, saying that uh, he wanted to say hello and he's told people um, about us in Australia, uh, which is really freaking cool. Um, I didn't know that we'd, you know, hit over there. Um, so I think this is a first. I, we, we, we more than likely have more listeners from you know the world. Um if we do, please reach out and let us know. I'm I'm very curious. Um, but big big uh big uh turtles thumbs up uh to David for reaching out to us. Uh, thank you for listening. 
all the way out in Australia. It's very cool. It is really cool to hear that Shellheads is, you know, being listened to all around the world. And uh, you're right. We should probably check the Facebook messages more often. The Instagram I check as they come in like those. If you want a more immediate response, Instagram is your is is your destination. Uh, but yeah, send us messages. Look, t- tell us what you think of the first hundred episodes. Uh, send them to us. There's a good chance we'll read them because uh, it, uh, episode 100 is going to be about a specific thing, but it's also going to be a celebration of what we've done so far. Yeah. Because uh, uh, epi- we've already got this thing. I at least have this thing planned out well into the 100s. Uh, and there's no th- there's no stop sign on the horizon. So uh, episode 100 is a really good it's a really good point to look back and say, look what we've done and look what we're going to do. Oh, most definitely. I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. So so look us up on Facebook. Uh, we're at just look up Shellheads podcast. It we will come right up. Same thing on Instagram. Search Shellheads po- Shellheads podcast will come right up. Uh, you'll recognize the logo. I've tried to I've tried to be pretty consistent across all platforms with that. Uh, and and Jeff, between now and episode one hundred, where will you be? I will be at the Warp Zone Arcade, Sergio, Mississippi's uh, premier arcade. Uh, we specialize in Super Smash Brothers tournaments, which uh, every Saturday night. Um, do retro game restoration on based uh, systems and cartridge games. You can work like new. Uh, we also have a plethora of fantastic retro games to enjoy for Neo Geo and modern stuff like PlayStation, Switch, and all all kinds of good stuff. So if you guys are uh, not following us on uh, Instagram, you can. We're also on Facebook. and just look for the Purple Controller logo. Um, and where can we find you, Sergio? Honestly, between now and then, probably just preparing for episode 100. Like, here's where I'm supposed to point you to Reality Breached, and I'm still going to do that. Like, again, subscribe to us on our uh, on our uh, social platforms and uh, tell a friend. If you're in a foreign country, tell a friend. Why not? Like, turtles are universal, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I'm also going to be receiving a bunch of turtle stuff in the mail, so. Yippee! Uh, Jeff, thank you for joining me this evening. Well, thank you for having me, as always, Sergio. Tune in next time. Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.